Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 13 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. The Rangers coming off of a big win against the Detroit Red Wings, 5-1 to in Madison Square Garden last night. Really a game that the Rangers needed to win. I mean, you know, it's early in the season. Maybe we don't want to quite label it a must-win game. But, you know, when you're coming off of a 6-2 loss to the Ottawa Senators, I don't think you then want to turn around and also lose to the Red Wings. And look, Monday night was a tough night. You know, the Rangers lost to a bad hockey team. It's going to happen from time to time. I mean, you know, the Senators, they're obviously not good, but they are an NHL hockey team, and they're going to win some games. They're not going to go 0-82. So, you know what? It's one bad night. Put it behind you, but make sure you bounce back strong against the Red Wings here tonight. You can't be losing back-to-back games against teams that are, you know, frankly, as bad as these two teams are. The Rangers responded. They come away with a 5-1 win. Not a perfect night. For the Rangers, but they played well overall. You know, the second period got a little scary at times there, but going to get into that in just a minute. But yeah, big win for the Rangers. Great to see Henrik Lundqvist back in net and playing very well. He made some very opportune saves in this game at times where the Red Wings looked like they were going to get a little bit of a push and Henrik kind of bailed out his teammates and, you know, really kept the Red Wings from taking control of this game at any point and just looking, you know, at times like the Henrik of old, he comes away with 35 saves, and really it was an impressive performance for Lundqvist in and of itself, but it's also impressive just when you look at the fact that, you know, he's not a guy who's used to being out of the lineup for a long time, you know, and he hasn't played since October 27th, and that night went very badly for him. He was pulled out of that game in the second intermission against the Boston Bruins. Alex Georgiev took over for the third period of that game and subsequently started the next three games. So Lundqvist had to wait a while. He had to wait a while to get back in there. The Rangers kind of went with the hot hand. Georgiev, you know, picking up wins against the Lightning and the Predators, so they continued to roll him out there as long as he was playing well. But this was always the this was always the plan. Lundqvist was always going to be back in net for this one, the first game of a back-to-back. And all signs point to Alex Georgiev starting in net tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. And now we'll go ahead and we'll break down this 5-1 win over the Red Wings from last night. First, just run through the line combinations and defense pairings real quick. You got your top line, Artemi Panarin, Ryan Strom, Jesper Fast. Your second line, which has really played well, Chris Kreider, Philip Hedl, Pavel Buchnevich. Third line of Brendan Lemieux, Brett Howden, and Capo Caco. And then rounding out the forwards, your fourth line, Michael Haley, Greg McKaig, Brendan Smith. McKaig back in there for the first time in, in a while, and he's replacing Leas Anderson. And then as for your defense pairings, you've got Brady Shea and Tony D'Angelo. You've got Liber Hayek and Jacob Truba. And finally, Mark Stahl also making his return to the lineup. He'd been a healthy scratch for the last three games. He replaces Ryan Lindgren, and he teams up with Adam Fox on the third defense pairing. I was really impressed by the Rangers' third line in this one early in this game. About five minutes in, you know, they had a really good shift. Lemieux, Howden, and Kako just doing a great job, working hard to keep the puck on Detroit's side of the ice. No great scoring opportunities really came out of it, but, you know, you just love to see that that determination and, you know, just seeing the Rangers start strong. This is a little bit of a tone-setting shift early in this game, I thought. The puck comes to the neutral zone. There's a line change. Liber Hayek kind of gets a shot in deep, you know, from the doorstep, but Jimmy Howard makes the save. And then back the other way about a minute later, Anthony Mantha for the Red Wings. you got to keep your eye on him. He is a good player. You know, the Red Wings have struggled this year. He's been one of their few bright spots. But Lundqvist, you know, makes a glove save. Mantha kind of their their resident sniper. You know, he has nine goals and five assists coming into Wednesday's game. So a guy that you have to be aware of when he's on your side of the rink. I was trying to kind of keep an eye on both Mark Stahl and Greg McKaig whenever they were on the ice because obviously they've been healthy scratches recently, getting their first taste of game action in quite some time, and, you know, just trying to see what kind of an impact they made on the game and 
you know, kind of try to figure out if they're going to be in the lineup going forward or if they're going to be back to healthy scratches. But Greg McKegg came up with a, a nice offensive zone steal. The Red Wings had the puck. He takes it away. He plays it back to the point and, you know, kind of keeps keeps that push alive for the Rangers there momentarily. But the the Red Wings, shortly after that, they bring the puck out to the neutral zone. But, you know, nice, nice little play by McKegg there, you know, keep keeping, keeping it alive, keeping the puck in Detroit's side of the ice. And as for Mark Stahl, I didn't think he really stood out one way or the other. And when you're a defenseman, that's not always the worst thing because it probably means that your opponents aren't creating scoring opportunities against you. But, you know, the fact that the Rangers only gave up one goal tonight, I think that that's positive for Stahl. He's obviously playing a role in that. And they're back at it tonight against the Hurricanes. Uh, I would probably expect Stahl to be back out there to once again take the ice. We'll see if Lindgren is once again the healthy scratch. About eight or nine minutes left in the first period, and Philip Heedle wins a draw in the offensive zone back to Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo passes to his right to Buchnevich, and Buchnevich fires a shot from the slot there. Steered aside by Howard, but this was the best scoring chance of the game so far for either team, and Buchnevich really has a strong shot. You know, I'd, I'd like to see him fire a few more pucks at the net. A lot of guys on this team, I think sometimes they're they're kind of unselfish to a fault. You know, they'll pass when maybe they should shoot. Part of the product of being a young team, but... Buchnevich has a great shot, and he's got to take advantage of it. He comes into this game with just two goals. He does have eight assists, but yeah, the more he shoots, the better. I'm, I'm really liking, you know, it feels like anytime he, he shoots, it, it's got a chance to go into the twine. And this looked like a set play, you know, because Hedl wins the faceoff back to, to D'Angelo, and Buchnevich is on the left wing, and he immediately, as soon as they win the draw, he moves hard to his right, and D'Angelo passes to his right, to Buchnevich. It just looked like this was this was kind of the plan. Hey, if we win the faceoff, this is what we're going to do. Uh, a well-drawn-up play, a well-executed play here. Sometimes, you know, the goalie just makes the save, and that's what happened here. But I'm all for Buchnevich taking a few more shots as the season moves forward here. Lundqvist makes a nice save on Larkin to keep the game scoreless. Really one of a handful of some really nice saves by Henrik Lundqvist tonight. And then back on the other side of the ice, that same line again, that second line, Filipito behind the net, passes in front to Buchnevich. He's got a chance from... In pretty deep, but, you know, the shot gets blocked on the way to the net and nothing doing, still scoreless to that point. Rangers get another chance when they work the puck in deep to Ryan Strom. Strom is right in front of the net. He sends a very short pass to his left to Jesper Faust. Howard somehow makes the save. It looks like it looked like Foss was going to be able to, you know, kind of just tap it in from the from the doorstep there. But Howard moves quickly to his right, sticks out his pad, makes a great save. But one thing I'm noticing, Ryan Strom, not afraid to go to the net. You know, he works his way in there deep, and he sets up shop there. We've seen him score from the doorstep a couple of times. We've seen him kind of create havoc for the other team, set up screens, all that good stuff. Ryan Strom really showing himself to be a gritty player, a guy who's not afraid to go to the dirty places of the rink to make things happen, and we saw that again here. Just, you know, another really nice save by Howard, the only thing that prevents the Rangers from going up one nothing here. About four minutes left in the first period. The Red Wings bring the puck into the Ranger zone. Jacob Truba goes down to, you know, try to block the shot. I don't know if Lundqvist was, was screened on this, but he, he looked a little slower to react on this shot than really he did at just about any other point in the night. But anyway, Darren Helm shoots from the slot, and he rings it off the far post. So a little bit of a fortuitous break for the Rangers there. And that was just about it for the first period. The teams go into the break still scoreless. No penalties called either way in the first period. And, you know, anyone who's listened to this, we've harped on, you know, how the Rangers need to stay out of the penalty box. And, you know, they've taken 62 penalties in their first 12 games. They don't take any penalties here. So, obviously, you know, we got to give them some credit for that. Staying out of the penalty box, not taking any undisciplined penalties. It's very important. Limiting the Red Wings' chances and the Rangers go into the break, outshooting the Red Wings 11-7. to 
pretty strong start overall. You know, it kind of just set the tone for what was to come in the second period. Just wanted to let you guys know this Locked On podcast is sponsored by DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. So the second period begins, and the Red Wings get a power play just 40 seconds into the action. Good penalty kill here for the Rangers. You know, Brendan Smith made a couple of nice plays. There was one instance where he was behind the Ranger net. He gets control of a loose puck. He passes in front to Jesper Foss, and Foss shoots it all the way down the ice. Big play there by Brendan Smith. Cironi takes a shot from the blue line a little bit later in the power play. Lundqvist is screened on the play, but he fights through it. Ernie is looking for a redirect in front, but Lundqvist just snags the puck, doesn't allow a rebound, kind of falls to the ice as it happened. Ernie kind of bumped into him a little bit. Nothing, you know, savage there by any stretch, but, you know, Lundqvist doing a great job fighting through the screen and then just snagging the puck and hanging on for dear life and not giving up a rebound. So the Rangers kill off that power play, and then they draw one of their own. Jesper Foss has the puck. He steals the puck from Adam Ernie, and Ernie just kind of reaches out and grabs him to prevent, you know, an odd man rush from breaking out the other way, takes the penalty. Just a great play by Jesper Foss there, earning a power play for the Rangers, and they take advantage. You know, Detroit entered this game with the worst penalty kill in the league. They have kind of the worst everything in the league. It's really been a bad stretch for the Detroit Red Wings, but the Rangers, you know, take advantage. But really, there wasn't really a whole lot happening on this power play until really like the tail end. You know, Truba gets the puck. He passes to his right to Buchnevich. Buchnevich sends it in deep to Brendan Lemieux. Lemieux is on the doorstep. He's got his back to the net. He turns to his left. He shoots the puck. Howard makes a pad save, but D'Angelo has followed all of this. He comes in. The rebound goes right to him. He stuffs it home. one nothing Rangers. It almost looked like Lemieux kind of did this on purpose. You know, I'm sure he's trying to score there when he puts the puck at the net, but he probably saw D'Angelo and probably realized, hey, you know, even if I don't score on this, I know where the rebound's going. It's going to angle right to D'Angelo, and D'Angelo is going to be able to score from the doorstep. So great play all around there and taking advantage of the power play. Like I said, this wasn't really a, a dangerous-looking power play until the very end there, but hey, they all count. They score with less than five seconds to go in the man advantage, and they are up one to nothing. The Rangers really get a great push after this. The crowd is really getting into it, and it doesn't take long for them to make it 2 nothing. D'Angelo passes to Buchnevich along the boards. Buchnevich waits for as long as he can with the puck. He's got a Red Wing closing in on him. You know, he's about to run out of time here, and he sends a beautiful cross-ice pass to his right to Chris Kreider. Kreider stops the puck. Kreider's in the right face-off circle. He stops the pass with his skate, and he rips it top shelf, 2 nothing Rangers. Great goal by Kreider. Beautiful snipe there. Kreider's kind of had some bad luck this season, but he's looked good in most games, and he gets rewarded for it here, makes it 2 to nothing, and hopefully, you know, that'll get him going a little bit. Maybe the puck starts to bounce his way a little bit more going forward, and, you know, he can start contributing offensively the way we all know he's capable of. Shortly thereafter, Brendan Lemieux gets absolutely annihilated along the boards, but he somehow gets the puck to Adam Fox, and Fox goes in all alone, Big save by Jimmy Howard there, but the Rangers are just absolutely buzzing at this point, and they draw another penalty. They get on the power play, and just excellent passing this entire power play. Capocacco looked dangerous a couple times. He sent some cross-ice passes that, you know, just slightly off the mark, but, you know, looking good. Strom passes from behind the goal line to Chris Kreider, and Kreider shoots from the slot, but he's denied by Howard. Rangers win a scramble for the loose puck, and Panarin sends a backhand pass to Fox. Fox creeps in and fires, and the puck deflects off of Ryan Strom's shoulder and goes into the net. And hey, when you're hot, you're hot. You know, Strom is off to a great start this season. He's playing the best hockey of his young NHL career. 
And I'm not sure if he did this on purpose. He might have just been kind of ducking out of the way of the puck, you know, for self-preservation there. But it kind of looked like he almost like angled his shoulder in a way that the puck might bounce off of it and into the net. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. But regardless, the puck bounces off of Strom and into the net. And Strom gets credited for a goal on the power play here. It is 3-0. And my prediction came true. The Rangers with two power play goals tonight. I kind of whiffed on that one on Monday night. They did get the one power play goal. But I just felt like, you know, this this power play was on its way. You know, they, they've created some chances. And I didn't think, you know, they came into tonight with an 18.7% conversion uh, rate. But I just felt like they deserve to be better than that just based on puck movement, creativity, and just, you know, overall time on the attack during these power plays. I didn't see too many power plays, you know, this season that looked anemic or anything like that. I just felt like the Rangers deserved to be rewarded a little bit more than they had when they were on the man advantage. And fortunately, it happens tonight. The Rangers go two for their first two on the power play. They entered play just two for their last 12. But two for three overall on the man advantage tonight. You'll take that any day. And, you know, hopefully this this power play unit, the puck starts bouncing their way a little bit, and they just keep rolling and just keep scoring goals on the man advantage. The Red Wings do get one back shortly thereafter. Not really sure what happened on this play, but the Red Wings end up with a two-on-none. Trubo seemed like he was in position in the neutral zone, but he kind of just, you know, stumbled and, and just lost his footing a little bit. I don't really know what happened there. He just kind of wiped out, and Anthony Oposo weaves around Truba along the boards. He passes across the ice to Villapula, and it's 3-1, to one, just shy of midway through the second period. Really nothing Lundqvist could do on this. I don't think any goalie in hockey makes the save on this one. Two on nuns are, are brutal, and the Red Wings executed this as they should have, and they score, and it's now 3-1. to one. This is where the game kind of got a little scary here and, you know, looked like it could get away from the Rangers a little bit because the Red Wings followed up with one of their better pushes of the game, you know, really for the rest of the second period here. And Lundqvist made an excellent skate save. He stuck out his right pad, gets a piece of the shot with his skate, and keeps the score at 3-1. to one. Maybe his best save of the night and probably his most important save of the night because if the Red Wings score there and it's 3-2 to two and there's still some time left in the second period and you've got the whole third period to play, I mean, who knows what could happen. At that point, the Red Wings have all the momentum. They're probably feeling a little bit better about themselves. And, you know, it's anybody's guess what happens the rest of the way. But clutch save by Lundqvist there. Like I said, probably his biggest save of the night. Great to see. Great to see Lundqvist on top of his game here when the Rangers truly needed him. And yeah, you know, the last 10 minutes or so of the second period, the Red Wings really having the better of play. The rink is tilted. The puck is constantly in New York side of the ice, it seems like. And at this point, you know, it gets down to like three minutes or so. It's really kind of getting scary. The Rangers are really back on their heels. And at this point, as a Ranger fan, you're kind of just hoping like, you know, let's just get this period over with. Let's just let's just have the buzzer hit. It'll be three to one at the second intermission. We go into the break. We regroup. We come out strong for the third period. And that's more or less what happened the last minute or minute and a half of this period especially felt like a power play for the Red Wings. It was not a power play, but it felt like one. And then in the last 20 seconds or so, the Red Wings looked like they were going to have a three-on-two or maybe even a four-on-two break into the Rangers zone. But thankfully, the play is whistled dead for an offside. The Red Wings just narrowly offside on that play. Rangers catch a little bit of a break there, but we'll take it. The clock runs out. Three-to-one Rangers heading into the third period. So we move to the third period, and in the first couple minutes here, Ernie checks Buchnevich into the boards. Get a little bit of a standoff and a play stoppage, but Brendan Lemieux stepped right in. Lemieux's great. You know, he just plays with a lot of fire. He's not the biggest guy, you know, on the rink on any given night, but he's just not going to back down, and he's going to stand up for his teammates, and we saw that here, and that was awesome. A couple minutes later, Ernie rips a wrister from the right face-off circle, but Henrik closes his pads, keeps the puck out. 
Lundqvist really making some great saves here. You know, the Red Wings, again, they kind of continued that momentum into the third period a little bit here, at least in the first couple of minutes. Brendan Perlini weaves his way around seemingly the whole Ranger team. He powers his way to the net, and Lundqvist makes just a great point-blank save. Makes a left skate save just a couple minutes after. Really a strong sequence there for Lundqvist, keeping the score at 3-1 to one Rangers. Then with about 12 minutes remaining, Michael Haley takes a penalty in the neutral zone, and this was a bad penalty. We almost did it, man. We almost... Rangers almost got through an entire night without taking an undisciplined penalty, but alas, it was not meant to be. Like I said, Haley's in the neutral zone and just kind of got lazy on this play. You know, the puck is along the boards. It's in front of the Ranger bench, and he just kind of sticks out his left skate and trips up his opponent. And, you know, overall, I think Haley has played well for the Rangers. You know, again, he's another one of those guys. He's a little bit of a throwback. He stands up for his teammates. He's been in a couple of fights. But, you know, man, I, I got to wonder, like, the way it's been fluid with who— dresses and who watches from the press box on any given night you know who plays and who's the healthy scratches I wonder if this play by Haley may have cost him a starting job for the next game it's possible because you know it's it's been very fluid guys have kind of been in and out of the lineup and you know there's 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 battles for playing time right now and it, when Haley if he does something like this I mean, I'm not even saying that this one mistake should cost him and that he should be banished, you know, to being a healthy scratch, but it is possible that Quinn sees this. I mean, it was right in front of him, after all. It was right in front of the Ranger bench. So it's possible that Quinn sees this and decides to sit Haley down for the next game because, like I said, just completely unnecessary, just a, a kind of a lazy penalty here. And, you know, Red Wings get a power play, still down 3-1 to one and looking to close the gap. Early in the power play, Cholosky rips a shot from the point through traffic, but Lundqvist kind of squares it up. The shot just kind of hit him right there in the gut, and he hangs on for a play stoppage. After the next faceoff, the Rangers clear the zone. Larkin brings it back in, strong to the net, but Lundqvist makes a left pad save. Mantha follows up. He tattoos a slap shot from the right circle. Lundqvist again with a pad save again. You know, Lundqvist coming up big here, keeping the Rangers up by two goals. And then just when it looks like Detroit has all the momentum... They're still on the power play here. There's a fight for the puck in the corner. Brett Howden kind of kind of digs it out with about, you know, five or six players in there battling for the puck. And Greg McKaig, you know, he comes out of his own zone on the penalty kill here. He skates the puck out through the neutral zone across the blue line. He's kind of along the board. He takes a shot, and the shot kind of bounces off, you know, the, the shaft of Howard's stick, and it pops up into the air. The Red Wing defenseman tries—it lands right in front of the net. The Red Wing defenseman tries to pick it up, but he misses it. McKig finds it. He gets the puck to his forehand and just and stuffs it home from the doorstep. His first goal is a New York Rangers, so congratulations to him. He'd been a healthy scratch at times this season, but it was good to see him back in the lineup tonight and getting a goal and, and contributing, and really a big goal here because, like we were saying, Detroit really had had the better of play for, for quite some time now, and th this gives it back to the Rangers. They're back up comfortably ahead 4-1 to one at this point. And then with 8.25 remaining, McElrath takes a penalty for the Red Wings. He goes to the box and... Rangers are on the power play again. They've scored on their first two. They do not score here. They're not really looking all that dangerous on this power play, but I get the feeling they were probably just sort of erring on the side of caution, making sure not to allow, you know, a shorthanded chance to the Red Wings. After all, you're up by three goals here, and even if you don't score on the power play, you've bled another two minutes off the clock. You're down to 625 at that point, and you're still up by three goals. And at that point, you know, you just got to play strong for the last six minutes and change, and you walk out with two points. So, yeah, I mean, not a ton of chances here, but that's okay. You know, the Red Wings end up killing off this power play, and the Red Wings pull their goalie with 5.45 remaining. Cholosky takes a shot through traffic. Henrik makes another save, you know, through a sea of bodies there. 
And Lundqvist made about four saves in like 20 seconds here. Really an outstanding bounce back game from Henrik Lundqvist and a great sequence right here. You know, obviously we haven't seen Lundqvist since he was yanked against the Bruins on October 27th, but just, you know, great performance tonight. Vintage Henrik. Crowds chanting his name in the final minute or so of this game and just really appreciative of his efforts tonight and him leading the Rangers to this win and making, like I said, some clutch saves when it looked like the Red Wings could get back into the game. Lundqvist came up big. He kept the puck out. He kept the Rangers up by no fewer than two goals and just kind of held down the fort long enough for the Rangers to score a shorthanded goal and really regain control of this game. But yeah, I mean, the, the Red Wings net is empty for about an eternity here. They get a couple chances, but the Rangers finally get the puck out of the zone, and Ryan Strom sends an outlet pass to Artemi Panarin. Panarin gets to the blue line and scores on the empty net, seals the victory, 5-1 at that point, with 2.37 remaining. That was indeed the final, and now the Rangers with three wins in their last four games, and they're going to go for four out of five tonight. It will not be easy. They travel to rally to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes, of course, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last season, and they are off to a good start this season. They've played 15 games. They are 9-5-1, though they have lost each of their most recent two games. So they're a team that's going to be looking to get back on track. You expect them to be sharp tonight. And the Rangers, they're really going to have to bring it, like I said, coming off of a back-to-back. You know, it's the back end of it now. And, you know, this would really, if, if the Rangers win this one tonight, we can all really start to collectively get excited. I'm already excited. Hey, Three wins and four games. It's not easy to do in this league, no matter who you're playing. And the Rangers have, have beaten some quality teams recently. They took down the Lightning. They took down the Predators. Red Wings, obviously not a good team, but they beat them as well. Hey, you got you to play well. You got to play well to win games in this league. And now a chance to win four out of five games. And if they do it, three of those wins are against quality teams that you expect to be in the postseason. And at that point, hey, I mean, you know, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but you start to think like, hey, maybe this team is for real. Maybe this team's kind of arriving ahead of schedule, so to speak, and may very well be a postseason contender and a team that can get into the playoffs and who knows, maybe do some damage. Once you get in there, it's anybody's game. So, you know, long way to go, like we said, take it one game at a time, but big, big game against the Hurricanes tonight. Big test for the Rangers. No updates on Mika Zibanejad, so it appears entirely possible that they will hold him out again tonight. It's not a slam dunk. It's possible we could see him back in there, but I just get the feeling if he was out last night, they'll probably hold him out tonight as well. And then the Rangers are back in action. They have a day game on Sunday at home against the Florida Panthers at 1 p.m. So maybe that's the target date. It's Again, I'm just guessing here. I have no insider information whatsoever, but that might stand to reason that, you know, if, if they held him out last night, it, it wouldn't really make a lot of sense to rush him back tonight if you don't feel that he's ready. So maybe Sunday the more likely return date for Zibanejad. Again, just just uh, just an educated guess here. That's all that is. But that is going to do it for episode number 13 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. If you want to get in touch, send me an email at LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again for joining. Let's get another two points tonight. We'll be back here to talk about it tomorrow. I'll talk to you then. Until then, take care. I'll see you next time.